I'll go back. I'll go back again. It's another in action. Sick edition. Sick edition. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes. Um, this might be a little shorter than our typical episodes. Uh, with the holiday and everything. So, but we have some good content to talk about at least. So. It might keep us talking for so a bit. We might. We have some beefy reviews. We only have <laughs> one trailer, and we do have some box office numbers at least we can talk about. So. Let's hit the one trailer that we saw, which was Tenet. This is Christopher Nolan's newest film. We got to see a full trailer now after the, the teasers we saw. Uh, Daniel, why don't you take it away? I mean, you already know Christopher Nolan's my favorite director, so I was really excited for this, but this trailer really just blew me away. Like, I still don't know what the movie's really about. But what they showed really intrigued me. Time travel seems to be an element yeah, of this movie. There's a, there's a time traveling element to it. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's got, so it has John David Washington as the lead, Robert Pattinson, uh, so oh. Michael Caine show up. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Ken, Debicki. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Um, some of the main characters. Some, are, some uh, returning uh, Nolan, Nolan yeah. actors. Um, there's... There's a concept of death in there. I don't know if they're just faking their death or that's an actual thing because he's like, Welcome to the Afterlife for John David Washington in the trailer. The time seems like it's gonna be really cool where we're seeing it like rather than like it's like it's, it's almost like we're watching it in rewind when the, these events are happening. With the we see the car like accident like go back to what how the car was, and then we see like they go into the room with the bolts that we saw in the teaser, and they're like, It's already happened, and then we see the guys coming into the room and it's like replaying what happened. So it seems like it's going to add like a lot of cool like visual effects, mm-hmm. um, very much akin to like Inception, I think. Yeah, like, it has some sort of it has some like Inception vibe to it. Yeah, in, in a way of how it's like an original story with like cool elements to it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they'll be coming out ten years apart. So this is definitely he's saying this is his most uh, ambitious. Yes, his yeah. most ambitious mm-hmm. project. Which yeah, it was shot. He said it was shot in seven countries. Jesus. Um. He has a really big budget. It's like a two hundred and twenty million budget, it's no which man. is which is pretty much unheard of for like an original movie nowadays. I, I think we've talked about this, but he's one of the few directors. That, but like Nolan is one of the few directors that probably could wait, swing that. Yeah. So. Oh, Warner Warner fucking adores him. So yeah. they they he gets away with. I'm sure like one day he's gonna come up with like. A, Movie that costs like three hundred million. Warner's like, yeah, do it. Well, I think Dunkirk was his last movie, and I think that was cheaper than his most. Yeah, because it was movies. short. Yeah, was shorter. Not and... even two hours, I think. No, no, not even. So, what did you think? <clears throat> <laughs> I had to do that. Uh, I thought it was interesting about the time traveling thing. I'm really interested to see what how that plays a part in this. It seems like a 007 with uh, time travel. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. See, the, the trailer that was kind of cool is that it kind of starts as, like, just a, a typical, yeah. like, spy movie. And then, like, they throw in that element, like, halfway through the trailer. And it's like, whoa. Not even halfway, like, towards the end. Yeah. In all movies, you typically expect one thing, but you're, you get, well, it was movies like this, you get, like, and you get thrown in for, like, something you're not even expecting. So, and I still think that we're not even deep into, like, what this story's going to offer. Oh, no. Which is nice since it's had most of them. Nolan's really good about with his trailers, like being very vague about everything. It's showing you enough without having to show you too much. Yeah. So I'm very excited for this one. I think July. July is the release. July 17th. Of, July 17th. And it'll, with Nolan, it'll be in uh, 
35 millimeters, 70 millimeter, 70 millimeter IMAX. Yeah, so you'll have many different formats to watch it in because he's very much uh, passionate about showing his movies in all these formats and just in the, the best way possible. So, and I would recommend um, we did see, me and Daniel saw Dark Knight uh, re released in 75 millimeter. Uh, IMAX. It's 70, 70 millimeter. Sorry, 70 millimeter IMAX. IMAX. And that was incredible. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would recommend if you're able to, you should see probably ten. See it that way. Yeah. I think we will most likely see it in this format. Yeah. <laughs> so not often films get released like this. So, um, so yeah. yeah that's For, that's any other thoughts? Uh, fun fact. Yes. Did you guys know that David John David Washington's dad is Denzel Washington? Yes, I did. Yeah. I, did. I did not know he, that. He yeah. sounds a little bit like Denzel. Yeah, he you does. can hear a little bit yeah. of his voice. Um, he's fantastic. Yeah, he was, um, he's only been in one other movie, so for him to get Black Clansman, Black Black Clansman. Well, I think he's been in. He's been in other movies. I was talking to Shane when we saw Star Wars, and he said he was in uh, Ballers. Like he's been like yeah, he's in Ballers. He's he's pretty good. Well, yeah, he's done other stuff, but like as a lead in like major movies, I think this is only his second. Yeah, Yeah. and like this is a high-profile movie, so good for him. Well, here's the thing: he went from he he was in a Spike Lee movie. Going to Nolan, so he's already got like two great directors yeah, under his belt. Mm-hmm. So and probably helps with you know Denzel. He was nominated for an Oscar, right? He was nominated yeah. for Oscar. And you both you both saw that, right? I didn't. Man? I did. Fantastic. I really wanted to it was see my it. favorites of last year, <clears throat> so I would recommend checking that out. If you're not familiar with him as an actor, I would say check out Black Lantern because he's a. Uh, I heard Adam Driver was good. really good in that. Adam Driver's really good yeah. too. It's it's a uh, very it's just it's all around just like really solid. So. All right, we'll check that out. Say, hey, what's that time? Oh, Derek, it's time for Brett's box office rankings. <laughs> <laughs> this past weekend, Star Wars opened up. <sighs> number one, Star Wars is number one. Jumanji number two, Frozen going down. Three, somehow Cats made it in top five. Uh, and Knives Out holding strong at number five. So no surprise that Star Wars uh, yeah. took number one. I think that's what we were expecting. Uh, How big it opened? Hundred seventy-five uh, million. Okay. Five hundred uh, thousand. Compared to the other Star Wars, it opened smaller than Force yeah. Awakens. Um, let me check Last Jedi to see how it opened compared to Last Jedi. Um. Compared to Last Jedi, uh, while I'm trying to figure out the uh, what it made, Last Jedi made in its opening weekend. Daniel, why don't you share that cat's news since it's uh, we're dealing with its release as well? So apparently. Not apparently. Universal is sending an updated version of Cats to theaters this at the end of the weekend. Oh, well, by this by this point, it already by the time this episode comes out, it would already have happened. But I guess they still tinkered with the effects of the movie. So Universal is sending an updated version to theaters to be shown after they get it. Why? Because they apparently the movie was rushed before the premiere, oh. so wow, couldn't tell, couldn't and I think it. after the poor reception, they're like they wanted a second shot at it. 
It Not was, that it's gonna help, it, it, but they're just redoing did more you, of it. So. Did you see what they were fixing? Because I saw what they were fixing. Taylor Swift. No, uh, you can see Judy Dench's human hand in one of the scenes. Like it's just her hand, and then apparently there's just some dude in a hoodie in one of the backgrounds of the scene. I know those were two main fixes. I don't know if they were just gonna do a touch up of everything. Which what? Which why didn't they just do wait? Ah, whatever. It didn't matter. I guess they were just like, we'll just get it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, which but, is something that's unheard of. I don't think it's ever happened before. There had to be. We'll get. We'll, we have a cast review coming, so we'll probably get to some thoughts around that in a bit. But I got the last Jedi opening weekend, uh, one hundred ninety mil. So, Ray Skywalker made the lowest uh, in the opening weekend between oh, the three. As it should. <laughs> and we'll get to that <laughs> as just well. Just a moment. Um, any other box office? Um, I'm just glad Knives Out still. It's really good for Knives Out consistently you know, for original film for an original film only just, original film in the top five yeah. right now. So which is solid. So that's that's good that it's been holding off. It must mean the word of mouth is good. So, yeah. uh, Uncut Gems was dropped one ranking, but it's going to go wide. It's go goes right on Christmas. Day, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep track of that one because I think there's a lot of. Uh, uh, buzz going yeah. into that one, so I think that's gonna do very it, well. It keeps popping up on my social media, and we'll be watching it tonight. So yes, we will. Oh, yeah, As we of recording, will. we'll be watching it tonight. So we will have a review uh, the following week. So yeah. look for that. And that uh, that concludes, <laughs> and that rounds out Brett's top five box office rankings. <laughs> and. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we as we said, we didn't have a lot of we don't have news. The news was Daniel's cats uh, fell in there, yeah. and we just had box office stuff in that one trailer. So now we're just gonna go cut into reviews. We're gonna save. We have three reviews. Uh, we're gonna save the big one for last. Um, so what's, we, what's the third one? Honey boy. Oh yeah, yeah. We saw Honey boy. Yeah, me, yeah, me and Daniel. Yeah. Have, Sorry, I forgot about that. So we'll do Honey Boy, Cats, and then Star Wars. Yeah, forgettable, uh, huh? No, it was good. Just... So, uh, Danny, why don't you talk about Honey Boy? So, Honey Boy is, I guess, a semi-autobiographical mm -hmm. movie about Shia LaBeouf's relationship with his dad. Yeah, it's like, it. it's from a time in his life, like, it's based off when he was filming Even Stevens. Like, yeah. And then, um, I don't know what, uh, when this controversy happened with him, when he was an old, when he was an adult, but it's like, after his, like, DUI incident, and yeah. he got arrested, and... Went to rehab. Went so to rehab. it's just it's flashing back and forth between these two. Like they're in the movie, they're ten years apart, but you know it's just for the the narrative, like the narrative of the, the movie. Of so the movie, yeah. and Shia is playing his dad. His dad. Yeah. He is playing his dad in the movie, and the kid was from Quiet Place. Yeah, Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe. Yeah. Um. And yeah. There's Lucas couple, Hedges. Lucas Hedges. The older. Yeah. There's a couple like familiar faces that show up in this movie. So, <laughs> but really, it's just like the relationship between the father and son. And that's pretty much what it's about dealing yeah. with it yeah fk twigs is in it which i didn't know until after yeah she uh because yeah. <laughs> i forgot she was in this too yeah. and then like martin star is in it yeah like, like one of the rehabilitation uh instructors yeah. there um but i guess initial thoughts what'd you what'd you think I, it was good like it it's kind of it was interesting to see to see it portrayed i yeah. i liked it a lot yeah. um i think shia LaBeouf is like Shia LaBeouf was has a, has a, had is having a good year. The Peanut Butter Falcon is really good, but this performance is yeah, like is like he's like he's like little little side Brett's Peanut Butter Falcon. 
<laughs> you saw Peter Butter talking? Brad did. Did you like it? Yeah, he did. <laughs> I thought you were asking me. I, no. Sorry. But keep going. Uh, he is having a good year, though. He is having a good year. Oh um, but he was like, <laughs> like, just his performance in this, it's very, like, um, like intimidating. Imagine it's how cathartic he yeah, must cathartic. have felt to play his own dad, who he's had this, like, difficult relationship with yeah, it's, all his life. It's very, it's a very challenging relationship he has. Um, he's put to his, like, limits a lot of the times, and it's more of, like, and a lot of times it's it's described as, like, a work relationship rather than a loving relationship. Yeah, he's, exactly. Like, often, like, he, there's a big, he's in the trailer, too, but it's, like, you wouldn't be here unless I paid you. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a huge moment in the movie. But, like, it's kind of true, you know, he, like... It's you. You get you. You play this line between like what he like, how much he loves his son or not, like what he's like doing. He kind of like fluctuates back and forth between these like certain aspects of his like, like his like, uh, what happened in his past. Like he's done a lot of like dumb shit in his past. Um, and he's also like a uh, he was a rodeo clown. Yeah. So he's like trying to like coach his son to be funny, and he's like telling him what is what isn't funny, and he's really much like a hard ass. He's definitely a character. Like he's an yeah. interesting character. Um. But Noah Jupe is also like really good. Oh, he's great. He's a great yeah. actor. Um, he was good in Quiet Place, but I think this is like this was like a really good performance. I he think had. this is where he's been the best. Yeah, but he's been good in other stuff. He's been too. good in other stuff. Um, but their back and forth is like the core of the movie. That's like the most interesting scenes. Yeah, and then we cut to Lucas Hedges, who was playing a version of Shia LaBeouf. Um, it looks like the era that this movie is is like maybe around the when he's filming Transformers stuff because yeah. just based on like what he's filming I mean, it cuts through a lot of different movies actually yeah like, so it's mm-hmm. just kind of like you know um, but he's actually really good too he's he he's, is, he's a great actor as well he kind of I don't know if he's making himself kind of sound like Shia but probably he kind of sounds like Shia LaBeouf in a way no, the, way, he the way he talks for sure yeah. um, and his scenes often he's like um, just kind of like himself or maybe he's like interacted with like someone in the rehabilitation um a lot of his scenes are with like this like i don't know if it's a psychiatrist is it a psychiatrist or is it like it's like, like the a, counselor the counselor maybe, like the rehab counselor who's kind of like helping him through this trauma like yeah. kind of like bring it out of him um but he i think i'm surprised Shiloh, this mm-hmm. performance is not like more recognized i think i know he's yeah. phenomenal in this like for he's supporting. really really good yeah um he's what did you did you anything you didn't like about it or what was your no not really I thought at the end it was kind of like it kind of got a little like surreal it seemed like well, yeah, that, cut that aspect, for the most yeah. part but like then it kind of got like surreal at the end which wasn't like bad but like it was, it was kinda, just like, kind of kind of off it seemed kind of out of place out of place yeah. yeah I agree but overall I think like the performances alone are worth this movie oh definitely it's very short and it's a short movie too it's like an hour and a half yeah there's so. like I wouldn't say there's like it's just kind of like it just takes these two times and just they're really balanced with each other. So, um, it's on it's Amazon's movie. So if you so it'll be on it, Amazon at some point. If you don't catch yeah. it in theaters, it will be able. To, if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it on there. So yeah. and we would recommend checking it yep, out. Definitely. All right, it's a good movie. Brett, I think you would like it. You would like yeah, it. Yeah, probably would. Yeah. yeah. Did you like Peanut Butter Falcon? Right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. It was really funny when you... I watched it last night. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Is it on streaming or? No, I rented it. Oh, you rented it. Derek told me to rent it, so I rented it. It's really it's great movie. that he punches a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. fantastic. I was like, I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. To uh. To a very interesting, and cats. <laughs> 
The cats of Star Wars. Disaster. There's <laughs> movie. Oh boy, where to begin? Um, I would try to explain the plot, but uh, I don't know if there is one. There's not really a plot. These, uh, so basically, it's like a, I guess, a tribe of cats called the Jellicles. The Jellicles. Who yeah. are all uh, aspiring to be the cat that goes to the heavy side layer, which is essentially going to the afterlife where they can be reincarnated, reborn, yeah. reborn into a new cat. Uh, I guess is the loose plot of this movie. They get together every year for like a ball. Where one of them gets Damn, chosen. the Jellicle Ball. Come on. The Jellicle Ball. But, yeah, I mean, much like the musical that it's based on, the stage production, um, that's that stage production was, like, huge in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. But with time, it's gotten kind of, like, a bad reputation. Yeah. For being shitty? For being shitty. And for oh, not, really? Yeah, and oh. for not having a plot. I so, I... Uh... Um, the movie... Derek, just just take it out. Take this it movie is garbage. <laughs> Let me tell you all my thoughts about this movie because I had a lot. I had a lot going to it. I first was late, like ten minutes late, but I felt like I didn't miss much because no. I was. It started at Rebel Wilson's number. So I, to compare well, this is the songs, number. because I had no frame of reference, yeah. I watched some of the ones they're on YouTube. So from the original Broadway production, I will say yes, they are very dated. But they sound good in that. They sound fine. They're very much in time. They're very much a moment in time. They sound shitty in this. Like I don't know if it's just like the way they adapt them or how I think the, the singers are doing it. The new it. orchestrations are weird. They don't sound yeah. good. Like when they did when they did Jason Derulo's song, aka Rum Tub Tugger. That song Excuse did not sound me? good. That's his name. That's Jason Derulo's cat's name. Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah, Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. Does he just tug all day? Well, does he? I don't know. He's like a, he's like a like a cool. He's like cat. a town tugger who like goes around and tugs people. He's like a, he's all the cats are horny. First off, they're all oh what the heck? They all they're all like rubbing each other and like they're like they're doing cat shit and it's a little weird. Um, it's really weird. But like a lot of the songs are like they just don't sound right. Like I watch a lot of them on the YouTube thing, and they sound good. They very tonally are fine. Um, it's still weird, but it's least like. I think it's more aware. This movie is trying to take itself seriously, which I think is the downfall That's of this. That's the downfall. Yikes. Because it's not, it cannot be taken, because it tries to like infuse a plot and the plot is just yeah. a mess. Um, all the CG looks bad on these cats. Oh, it's fucking, uh, it's a train wreck. Which is even uh, more mind boggling for me is that there were other creatures in this movie, not just the cats. At one point there were mice and they had human faces. Then there were cockroaches and they had human faces. Those looked even shittier. Sure. They looked yeah. really bad. But then there's a dog. But it's like a reg- it sounds like a regular dog. So now I'm really confused on the world itself. Like, are all animals human? Are only some animals human? Like, uh, it's called cats, Derek. But the rats and the cockroaches and the mice are human, like, but the dogs aren't. <laughs> yeah. Also, the very anti-dog movie. I'll get to that in a little bit here. Uh, the size, all the proportions are really weird. Like, nothing makes sense size-wise. Like, the cats compared to, like, the mice, like, how proportionally they're built doesn't work. Also, all the human structures are cat-themed. So, like, the humans are cat-obsessed because they all have cat names. This is all, like, this is just all, like, <laughs> not even, like, the actual movie itself. This is just, like, the, like, the, the look of the movie still. <laughs> uh, got the music, let's see, uh... Okay, this is not really this is a music. All the names are dumb. They're all dumb names. Um, Rum Tub Tugger, Jenny Annie Dots, 
Uh, Christopher what, Jones. Christopher Jones. Oh What's the ra- the railway cat? Oh, uh, Skimble Shanks. Skimble Shanks. Skimble Shanks. Like <laughs> what? What are the two the two cat burglars? What are they? Uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, uh, I don't think I liked the performance in this. Well, Ian McKellen and Judy Dench can't sing that well. Ian McKellen can't sing at all. No. Judy Dench can kind of sing, but not really. You're uh, telling me that you didn't like Taylor Swift? I didn't say. Well, she only she has her song, and then she has one line of dialogue, and then she's just kind of there, out. yeah. And then she's out. She doesn't show up to like the last thirty minutes yeah, of the she, movie. She shows up at the end. Yeah, her character is basically like a hype man for Idris Elba's cat, yeah. who is just like fucking hamming it up in this movie, and like he's fine, not really fine. They're all bad, but like yeah, he's trying all... at least. Um, the worst cat was probably. I don't even know. They're all kind of bad. James Corden, I don't like his. All his jokes fell flat. There's a really bad like nut gag. There's a couple of nut gags that are really bad. Uh, Rebel Wilson didn't have any Jesus funny jokes. Either. It's always funny <laughs> unintentionally. Like yeah. I don't know if your audience had this too, Daniel, but my audience was laughing at it, not with it. Was yours? I, there was only like two other people when I saw it. So, uh, I've talked a lot about this. Why don't you go ahead and share some thoughts, Daniel? They're all bad. So. <laughs> And here's Daniel's positive. <laughs> no, I mean, there was aspects of it that were entertained, but this is coming from a musical <coughs> lover point of view. So there was things that I thought were kind of noteworthy, like the dancing's really good, the choreography's really good. And I did like that they chose, like, you know, um, from the ensemble, not from the main. People. No, I was gonna say like the editing kind of made it not look good. At least it, it sometimes it's really chopped really poorly. So That's like true, yeah. a lot of the, the dance sequences are kind of like weirdly cut cut around. And then there's weird moments <laughs> in the dance, like the big when they get to the theater and they're all big, having that big dance number where they're all there and we're like all dancing and then the moon's there and all the cats are like all on fours and their all their tails are twitching. Like what? I was laughed. <laughs> I was like, is this allowed? Is this okay? Everyone is, no one is, this is madness, <laughs> this movie. But I do think, like, the, the singers who can't sing, exactly. able to sing. That's the thing. Obviously, so, like, Jennifer Hudson can't sing. Taylor Swift can't sing. Uh, <laughs> the guy who plays Monka's Trap, which is, like, the... the <laughs> Which, Which one is that? He's like the guy that's throughout the movie. Oh, like, I see, I missed the 10 minutes. So I, I didn't get his name. Um, he's like in it constantly. He's kind of like the sort of narrator. Yeah. Um, he sings good. And he dances fine. good. Uh, so I will say that, like, the people that can sing, sing really good. And the, the choreography is well done, even if the editing makes it not look well. Yeah. Like, I did notice, like, there was moments. But... It's just, I don't know, I feel like, I don't know, it's it's just weird. The show has not aged well. So, out of all the Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals that they could have adapted, why this one? And then... There's already, a, a like, a professionally shot recording of it. There is. Just <laughs> stick with better. that, which is much better. Yeah. That part of the movie did give me chills just because Jennifer Hudson's... I will say, does, yes, it did yeah. sound good. However, it's totally... Out of nowhere, because yeah. most of this movie is just like happy go lucky, and like it's just like yeah, we're all here's here's this cat now he's gonna sing a song, and then here comes sad ass Jennifer Hudson 
out of like Lay Miz about to sing her miseries to Ali's cats, yeah. and I'm like, what is going on? But I will say that like the movie was kind of. It is a train wreck, but it's one of those movies that I could not keep my eyes off of it. It was just like fascinating to behold how I wish bad I was it was. Just hammered watching this because yeah. I'm pretty sure the people next to me were just pounding drinks. Like they were like they were buying shit and they were just they're just trying to get through it. Go. <laughs> I went to the district. Oh, just right because I went like right after work. right after work. It it started at four forty. So you watched it by yourself. Yes. Shit. Well, he already saw it. I hadn't seen it. And I'm like, before, so. I want to see it to talk about it on the podcast. I'm like, all right, I have time before Star Wars. So I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Damn. Yeah. You just, I was like, I'm just gonna like rip it like a bandaid and watch it right You're now. You're surprised I watched it. I thought I, I did. I, I didn't think you would actually watch it. Oh, I wanted to yeah. see it for what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I also am surprised that you watched it by yourself. Um. Yeah. Well, I wasn't. I was. I was hoping to see it with someone, but then I'm like, no one's gonna want to. Besides Hinnon, he already saw it though. I don't think he's gonna go a second round. <laughs> Um, no one would have saw this movie with me. Would you have seen this movie just no. with me? No. Yeah, see. Would I have seen it with anyone? No. no. You wouldn't have seen it with anyone. Yeah, I mean. If you want to watch Cats. The movie um, was just a bunch of cat choices oh. that go to your, can never uh, be unmade. Local pet store and you yeah. can go check out the cats there. Or just watch the pro shoot. Watch the pro shoot. At least it's yeah. com- competent. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely in. It's definitely dated. The music's very yeah. dated, but like at least it sounds good and it's very tonally fine. Yeah, but it's still like really weird. It's the concept is really weird. The still. the most baffling thing about this all is that Tom, like you said, like Tom Hooper, like really took it seriously. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's like, so serious. You know, like this is this musical has like. You know, it's become notorious for how like campy and ridiculous it is. Like, you know, like maybe play play off on that. Don't take it seriously. Also, yeah. if if they ever try to do this again, makeup. No CG. Hundred percent. Or animated. Or animated. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever doesn't make these weird, uncanny valley humanoid yeah. cats. Which uh, Steven Spielberg did want to make an animated version of it in the nineties. Like he. The, did the idea floated it. around in the 90s of making it an animated movie. Never came to fruition. Steven Spielberg moved on and he is doing a music. I think he's always wanted to do a musical. Yeah. And he is finally doing a musical. West he's Side doing Story. West Side Story, which comes out in a year. So, yeah. Um, that, so... This may be the it, worst movie I've seen this year, by the way. this I think this overdue More than Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. It, it was close. I thought about it for a bit, but I, I think... This movie. Long story short, the movie's awful, like in all honesty. Um, <laughs> it's coming from a musical and, geek. Yeah. And <laughs> if you have no desire to watch it, just don't. Yeah. If you are kind of curious enough, maybe just witness this train wreck with your own eyes, but no. It's just one of those like, or maybe just bad. watch it like on TV, like years from now or something like that. That would be good. And I think it's worth like just to see it. I think once, maybe don't pay for it, but like <laughs> watch it. Maybe if it's on TV or something, or maybe a friend has it. But if you're any interested, it's more for like a laugh rather than yeah <laughs> enjoying it. So that's that's cats. No, that's cats. cats for you. Um, the final review. So which brings us to the big one. Brett. Right, take it away. What are we reviewing now? Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker. And boy. Real quick. Um, I, 
think we should go a little bit no spoilers, and yeah. then I think we got to go to spoilers. It's hard to talk about this movie without yeah. spoiling it because I think a lot of the issues come from spoilers. Yes. Uh, so we will we will be talking spoilers. <laughs> we'll do a we'll talk we're, right now. We're not spoilers. So before we hit it, we'll do a warning. But so let's just get thoughts. So initial thoughts, guys. What did you? I mean, Brett. I think has the more had the most diverse reaction. So Brett, go ahead. Uh, I think the uh, beginning of the movie was pretty pretty good. Is I mean, it was manageable. Yeah. Uh, but then there's this moment in the movie where. <laughs> Something happened, and then all of a sudden, they take everything that they did and then flip it upside down. And uh, I do agree with the fan servicing part of everyone's review. I think that they did that heavily uh, in the back end of the movie. It just seems like two different people started directing this movie and it's, piece it together. And that's where a lot of my issues have come, because as I was writing down what I issues were, what questions I had, this trilogy should have been helmed by one person. Yeah. Because J.J. Uh, Abrams and Ryan Johnson have very two different thoughts about where this trilogy should have gone. And it would have been, honestly, it would probably been a fine trilogy if one of them held the reins of all three. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Now, it's just does not, none of it doesn't make sense. A lot, there's a lot of retconning, a lot of fan servicing, yeah. a lot of plot holes in this movie. There are good moments, like Brett said, I think the first half is the stronger half. There are some cool set pieces. There's a lot of good action, um, and the acting's acting is they're good. They're yeah, good. they're, yeah, they're, they're good. good. They play their characters exactly. Characters, yeah. Exactly. Um, Daniel, I mean, the movie was very meh to me. Like, I enjoyed it to an extent, but I also think some, the extent of the effort till the second half started. Uh, like some of the things, some of the choices were very questionable. Like there was some really cringy moments and really cheesy moments that. I was like, uh, but I think the thing that bugged me the most, and I will say this, Last Jedi, as polarizing as it is, at least took some risks. Yeah. And I will say that this movie made me appreciate Last Jedi that much more. Yeah. But the thing that bugged me the most was how much of an effort they tried to make to kind of erase Last Jedi. Yes, and that's where yeah. a lot of my issues are stemming from. So it's like... Here, Ryan Johnson gave you some like new and exciting possibilities, and you just threw them away just mm -hmm. to to appease a very vocal minority. Because let's face it, it was a minority. Yes. It was a very but a very vocal at yes. that. Yes, Star Wars fans are the loudest yes. fans. <laughs> but uh. it just that really bugged me. Like, like I felt really bad for Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose. Mm -hmm. Because she was barely in this movie. Yeah. And, <coughs> like, imagine how shitty it feels that she got bullied off of social media yeah. when Last Jedi came out. And she, like, they, they're they like, okay, we're going to put you in this movie, but you're barely going to be in it. Yeah. And, like, that must have felt, felt like such a slap in the face that they're, like, they're actually listening to the fans. Yeah. So I feel really bad for her. Um, and I do have, since we did have our Star Wars episode, if you guys check that out, um, Shane and Brandon joined us on that podcast, and Shane saw it, our viewing with us, while Brandon had saw it separately. He saw it twice before we saw it once. Oh, shit. Jesus. Um, and Brandon also was not a huge fan of it. Um, he said he had, from what I was talking to him, he had a lot of issues with it as well. A lot of things that didn't need to be in it that were in it. Um, Shane, I think, was a little more positive about it, but I also think he had issues with it. 
Um, for when I tell him, maybe if I can get a hold of Shane, maybe he can give it because he might at least have a more different reaction than us. Because I think we all generally agreed on. Yeah, we didn't. I think most people we watched it with didn't care for I it. I think Jan liked it. Jan liked it kind of, not really. Know. She gave me like she gave me like a side with some like a little. She up. said she wanted to see it again. I will be seeing it again to oh, see yeah. um, anything. I mean, it is entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It is entertaining. That doesn't. That doesn't make it good. Make it good, yeah. Attack of the Clones is entertaining. <laughs> no, that movie's trash. Don't know. Mm, that movie's not entertaining to me. That Dude, movie's that movie, boring to that me. That movie kills me. <laughs> Phantom so, Menace is, enter- is, en- is right, Phantom Menace is entertaining, entertaining to, an extent. to an extent. All right. Best lightsaber battle Should we... I will say something before we get into spoiler territory. Okay. The fact... Like, you can be a Star Wars fan all you want, and you can enjoy it. If you enjoy this movie, fine. That's fine. But... That does not make it a good movie, okay? Like, don't be biased. Don't be don't be blinded by the fact that you're a Star Wars fan. Like, yes. be objective about it. Like, like you can be a fan all you want. Like, we were fans of Game of Thrones, but we had issues with the last season. Uh, yeah, and we we were very vocal. This felt it. like it, and this felt kind of similar <laughs> to how like hyped up it was, and how like this is the conclusion. But you know, like, it also like the movie felt really rushed too. Yeah. So, the fanboys who were yelling, who were yelling at Last Jedi, how bad it was. I hope you're is, happy. I hope you're happy. Are I'm also not. just as bad as the fanboys who are yelling about how good Rise of Skywalker is. Yeah. So, just <laughs> enjoy. I guess if you enjoy, you enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. Don't yell at people on the internet because yeah. of it. Just uh, enjoy it. Let people enjoy it. If you don't, if you don't like it, then. That's that. Having said that, let's now trash it. All right, let's get into spoilers. <laughs> okay. So, once again, I... Where do you want to start? <laughs> Should we just kind of run oh, through the gosh. movie and I'll just... Uh, let's go through like, the first parts. All right. Um, I have questions and most will kind of stem to the plot hole. So, first off, uh, so, where, where did Palpatine get all these? Another... another oh, first off. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. Another warning before yeah. we get... This is, this is the time you stop listening if you haven't seen oh. the movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll Palpatine, where the fuck did he get all these ships? By the way, Palpatine's alive. In this Which movie. is fucking... And he's been pulling uh, the strings this whole time. And yes, even though, I'm Snow. Even though he's never been mentioned or teased at in any never. of the movies. He's just here. Yep. He's just here. He's been he's been the villain the whole time. You didn't even know it. He made Snoke, which... That was cool. That was cool, yeah. but it's weird that, like... We're just kind of throwing him in as the villain, like, ha here he is. It's because they didn't want to make Kylo the bad guy. They wanted they wanted to save him for Kylo's you know redemption in this oh movie, my which, God. which we'll get to. Yeah. But they they needed like a villain character, so they made Palpatine here, who's somehow being operated by the Animus from Assassin's Creed. He's just on this big old crane that's giving him life. <sighs> I don't know how he's alive. I don't know what they some characters will remain alive somehow. I mean, Darth Maul was cut in half, and he shows up. Like, it would have been cool if Darth Maul was here. It would have been cool if he showed up, but <laughs> I think he, I think he died canically in the one of the cartoon shows. Unfortunately, um, so that was like the Snoke part was cool, but like having Palpatine just there and he was always behind it is also just kind of like doesn't. Yeah, it's weird. It's just like it's retconning. We're just adding things. Um, what what, what other issues? Where'd you guys go? Where what else? Are we just going... We can go in order. Um, there's also order. a lot of MacGuffins. Are you guys familiar with the term MacGuffin? No. Nope. Basically, MacGuffin is a plot device that characters need to get to. Um, the, the term MacGuffin originally came from the Maltese Falcon. 
which is like that's the item of like that he's trying to find in the movie. Is so, it MacGuffin? So this movie has a lot of MacGuffins and things need to get to. So like in the beginning, they need to the get whole, the the whole like the, basically what is it called? It's it looks like the a holocron, like, but it's, it's not. Not. It's, they, I, I think they call it like a, it's a Sith wayfinder. Yeah, wayfinder. Sith wayfinder, wayfinder which yeah. finds this secret Sith planet. That's never been mentioned before. Rolodox? No. I don't remember the name, honestly. I'm saying Rolodox, but it's not. The planet looked cool, at least. The planet, the Sith planet. That was cool. Dude, the Sith temple looked super cool. It looked really cool. That was really cool. But they had to find this thing that uh, that Luke was looking for years ago. But they get to this Burning Man planet. And they have to find this other thing that's going to take them to this other thing. It's a lot of like, we need to get to this thing so we can take us to this thing so we can get there. A lot of that. That's a lot of that. The, like, let's go on an adventure. Um, the let's opening. I really like the opening part when they're like kind of time skipping. Like, we're not time skipping. Uh, 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 light speed skipping, light skipping, which was really cool. That was, that cool. was cool. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the Chewbacca thing? Is it the okay. metal? Not the metal. What? The fake out. The fake Chewbacca. out. Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's a moment where uh, they're on the Burning Man planet, and then Ray has an encounter with Kylo, and. Finn tells Ray that they got Chewbacca and they're on the ship and they're taking off. So Ray's using her power to try to pull the ship down while Kylo's there trying to pull the ship out of her because out of her grasp. And in that, she uses a lightning like ability like Palpatine, which blows up the ship. And as we are told and shown in the movie, that Chewbacca is on that ship. That's the only ship we've seen in this movie. There has never been a second <laughs> ship shown in the movie. As far as we know, that's the ship. Maybe five minutes later, we have a prisoner, and there's Chewbacca alive. There must have been another ship that was never seen at all. There's That's the issue with J.J. Abrams, is that he'll never fully commit to something as a risk. He will do it, take it back immediately. The other thing he does with C-3PO is oh, the yeah. other thing, mm-hmm. which are like big, big moments, and they're like very emotional impacts. Like when the Chewbacca thing happened, it was like shocking, but like I'm like, wow, wow, that's a, that's a really... That was like really good. I was expecting it. And then like, oh, well, there was just another ship. That could have been interesting, you know? <coughs> that could have been an interesting thing for like... Yeah. This is the first time Ray's does this. Yeah. And she, there's like consequences. Consequences. Yeah. Consequences that are never fully realized in this movie. There's no consequence to anything. Like, no. Um, there's a moment where C-3PO has to sacrifice his memory to get... Because he he's the only one who could read the Sith blade. But yeah. he's... He his uh program program will allow him to say it, so they have to go to the hacker planet or this planet where it has this uh, person who can hack into it. Uh, Babu Frick is awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, great. I, did, I did like that. About I also like Carrie Russell's character. Me too. I wish she was in a little bit more. Zora, Zora, whatever. Something. Um, yeah. so they hack him. He tells the code. He forgets them all. But later in the movie, R two D two pushes memory back. He just, like, ha- just back, happens to have it. A backup. Even though C three is like, I wouldn't trust him with my memory, but he has it regardless. His memory's back. Um, so yeah, Ray is a Palpatine as well. Do you guys like that she's connected to something, or did you guys prefer it if she was connected to nothing, or would you guys like her to be connected to something else? I just uh, felt like I wouldn't have minded either or. Exactly. But if they're gonna explain this connection, at least I wish they did it better. Yeah. At least do a better uh, job. Maybe like doing mention it. It felt like, just like tacked on earlier. Here's my issue. I, I know, yeah. Adam Driver specifically tells Ray, your parents are nothing. They're nobodies. They sold you for drinking money. Then he's in this movie. He's like, I would never lie to you. 
they were nothing. However, it's his dad they chose to. was Palpatine. Was the laziest writing I've ever seen. Obviously, like they did not want to go with that, so like we we need to tie it to something. Uh, we Palpatine never mentioned a kid. I guess he's gonna have a kid now, so we'll just write that in. That's definitely plot. It's just like it's fine if you set it up, but they didn't set it up they at all. At all. So it's just like really lazy writing. So <laughs> either way, and the idea, and there there were so many ideas set up in Last Jedi about like you can be born from nothing. You don't have to be. In like exactly. some sort of family line to have to have to be special to be special. And that's like, an, that that's a really interesting, you know, like idea. Yeah, which was totally wasted. Totally it wasted. Was totally like thrown away. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that bugged me too. At first, mm-hmm. like when Force Awakens came out, I was like, oh, I hope Ray's, you know, like related to someone. And yeah. then like later on, I was like, okay, like you know, like I kind of like the idea that she's a nobody, but she can still be powerful. Yeah. And now it's like. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. And it was a gotcha moment for the sake of being a gotcha moment. Basically. So. Yeah, there's a lot of those moments in this yeah. movie. A lot of those moments. Also, <laughs> that like Finn can also feel the force? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Also, what the fuck? What? I have to tell you something. Oh, yeah, what is that? Yeah. He's like, throughout the movie, he's like, I need to tell you something. I, I don't want to tell you right now. We never know. We Obviously, never we all know, but I mean, like... That he loves her? Yeah. Is that the is that the given Come thing? On. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it might have been something else. Well, oh, hey, I feel the force too. <laughs> Maybe I'm force oh, sensitive. sensitive. <clears throat> it would have been dumb either way, but it was yeah. just set up and then not like followed through, which a lot happened a lot in the movie. Um, the fact that Rose is just sidelined after being like you know a huge part in the last one, and there was that part where she kissed Finn at the end, and that's just not even mentioned. Oh yeah, all. they don't like that. They had like this little moment. They had the like, moment right before he left, and like. Tapped her on the shoulder and like pushed her aside and like walked past her. I was like, yeah. "Oh, wow, okay, all right, cool." Because we're just not gonna write about that. Um, hold on. Um, Han Solo appearing. Is your mom listening? No, she's probably she's downstairs. She can't hear. Han Solo appearing. That was that was, that was the dumbest. Dumb. Yeah. I get it. It's memory, but like, it's not necessary. It's such a like weird moment because I don't know. Is it just like it was out of place? And just hearing like Ben, and there he is, just hanging out. And he said like this is he's like how you doing, kid? How you doing? Kid? I was like all right, Indiana. It's just like first of all, I'm surprised they convinced him to come back, given how vocal he was. Buy my lunch. I'll, also, I'll save you an hour. <laughs> the moment Han Solo comes back is also the moment the movie starts going terrible. Yeah, that's because yeah. they're getting to an ending, which, as you listen to our Star Wars episode, Brandon made the comment that J.J. Abrams is cannot bad, an cannot write an ending. So, holds true. It holds true. Yeah. He cannot write an ending. Um, right before, there was another, another uh, take it back moment where Ray and Kylo are fighting on that destroyed Death Star. Ray is able to stab Kylo and kill him, but then she's able she saves him. She does her the life energy, the force energy, and she's able to give him her life energy. Yeah. And bring yeah. him back. Um which if you saw the Mandalorian before that. Yes. I think that's why they made sure that episode yep. came out before. Yep. It's also in the game. Is it? I think Cal Ketsis does it to that bird creature he helps. I think he helps. Oh, no, they hit him with a stim pack. 
Oh, I hit him with a stim pack. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's definitely why they showed the episode then. Yeah. So just to make it like this is a thing that can happen. Hey, we showed it, so it's a thing. They definitely overuse it a lot in this movie. It's they did. It's definitely just like a here. No, here's here you go. No, here you go. Um, they helped the snake. They helped him. They helped her. Yeah, they helped her. Well, then, would by default, wouldn't she able to be? Wouldn't she able to do the same to him? Go right back. But he vanished. He did vanish right away. Yeah, yeah that's true. I think what he did was he the same thing that like uh, Luke Skywalker did in the last movie. To oh, where he like gave up his life. He gave up. Okay. Yeah. We get it. We get it. <laughs> we become, we became one with the force. You uh, know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. What are uh, what are the limitations of the Force Ghosts, by the way? Uh, I don't think there are any limits. I so, think there are different people who are who have different types. So it, it's, it's sensible that Luke can physically grab that lightsaber at the end, or and then move the the uh, the fighter ship. I suppose it's a fighter, but. I mean, Yoda did that too, didn't he? With the lightning in Last Jedi, he did do the lightning. Yeah, that was my like thing. Like, I was wondering, like, what are the limitations? Like, what can they can and can't do? I I don't think there is like a endless. There's like endless possibilities, but every Jedi is different, and like they all have different types of powers. That's why Cal Kestis can like force like can sense echoes. Okay. Echoes. Right. Uh, and he can. That's pretty much all he can do. Can uh, is it, that's the character. Oh, and like anything he touches, he can like f- basically feel like the past, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there's, um, what the fuck is it? Someone else could do something. I forget, but yeah, I think everyone's different. Um, what else? Uh, the final climactic ending of the movie. Uh, it definitely has an end game ending. With all those ships showing up. Yeah. When Falcon goes on your left, but it's Lana saying on your left, and all these ships just show up. Um, they, yeah, they definitely tried to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get goosebumps this time. No. And with J.J. Abrams doing this movie, uh, he seems to tend to follow the story beats of the movie he's referencing. So when he did Force Awakens, similar story beats to New Hope. With this one, similar story beats to Return of the Jedi. There's that very climactic scene against Palpatine. With uh, Ray almost losing, but then the redeemed character comes and helps him, having to sacrifice his life at the end of it. Um, I don't also know, had I'm that rolling very, my eyes right now. I also had the very much like that Tony line at the end game where he's like, "I am I like I am Iron Man," where she's like, "He's like I am all the Sith," and she's like, well, "I'm all, all the, the Jedi. Jedi." Oh my god! I didn't think it was cool that you hear all the Jedi. Like we heard them all. Like so we had like Qui Gon, Ivan McGregor. Uh, Yoda. I guess Ahsoka also. Ahsoka. A lot of the, like, the, uh... Um, Apparently Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Uh, some characters, like, one of the characters Anakin? from Rebels. Fucking Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> Anakin, yeah. Um, so that was cool. That was a cool moment. Um, I was kind of hoping, like, I wanted to see, like, I really wish they could have got, like, Liam on set and had, like, some of these characters. I like, wish they got Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, yeah. Um, so, she, <laughs> she beats, uh, the, the Emperor by getting a second lightsaber. Um, which is uh, just enough. Which is Leia's lightsaber. Which is Leia's lightsaber. Leia and Luke's lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They also threw that in. Which was cool, but... Which was cool, but, like, it was just kind of thrown in. Yeah, yeah, like, she's training her all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, no one said that she was a Jedi until this movie. Yeah, we knew she had, like... Well, we she knew she, had, she's yeah, Force-sensitive. Yeah, sensitive. we know that, but, like... Never mentioned Never that mentioned trained. that she nope. trained. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And unfortunately, yes, uh, Leia does die in the movie. She does the, usually the last of her strength to get through to Ben, 
which hits Ben, but allows Ray to kind of stab Kylo and do the false death. Um, and then there is the moment where Ray, uh, Kylo and Ray are briefly back together and they kiss. Are you guys? Oh my God! Do you guys think there was a romantic connection there? Do you guys? Do you guys think there was enough? Chemistry between it. I know there was chemistry between, but was it romantic? Was from Last Jedi? It kind of seemed like it. Yeah, kinda. But like this movie does not. It doesn't even doesn't even like build on it. It's still like anti. They're like antagonizing each other almost. They're still like they only played on one part, and they're like, "You almost took my hand. Why didn't you take my hand?" Yeah. And she's like, "I wanted to take Ben's hand," and we're like, "Okay, okay." (laughs) And like, Like, it's like it it was obviously just like. For the fans, so he was like, so he's like, man, she really wants Ben Solo's hand. I'll do. I'll turn back to Ben. It was, yeah. Um. Then at the end, they win. They kill the emperor. He melts. Um. They and all the ships crash and they they succeed. Also, oh, I forgot earlier. Uh, Hux was just a spy for the rebels. By the yeah. way, that oh, was, that was terrible. That was he's like, people, I'm the spy. People fucking laughed. When yeah, they, I was when, just like, what? The, when that reveal happened, people in the theater were like, ha 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 ha. It's like, what's even worse is like they didn't even build on it. They no. just immediately yeah. killed him. So it's like, okay, cool. So we're not gonna do it. We're not. Just, we're just gonna set. We're just gonna say things and then not do anything with them. So yeah. just like write them in. Um, and then the end scene. They all they all make it through. Uh, uh, and they're all together. Then there's this weird scene with Lando, and he's talking to um, I don't remember her name, but she was also another like former uh, stormtrooper. And she's like, I don't know where I'm from, and where I'm from. And then it's just like, well, let's find out. And it's just this really weird. That's like a setup for like a like an adventure. Like, no, I read into some stuff. There are two moments in this movie that are happen outside of the movie that they're supposed to be referencing. First one is this. So there's a tie-in book for Rise of Skywalker that specifically mentions this moment and gives you more details to that moment. Apparently, after the original trilogy, after the war, Lando tried to have a family. And his daughter nope. was taken away. Nope. So the setup is that that's his daughter. Uh, <laughs> out, of, out of all the people in the galaxy, out of everyone you find, you happen to just find Lando's daughter. Goddamn. Bullshit. How, com- how fucking convenient. Other moment. Remember in the opening crawl, I mentioned Palpatine's message, but we don't hear it in the movie. He sends a message out to the galaxy. Okay. That scene with his message is in Fortnite. There was a Fortnite event last weekend. In that event, they showed a scene from Star Wars, and it was an exclusive scene that was only in Fortnite. Oh my god! That was that message that was sent. So now I have to go to Fortnite and watch it. And you probably find it online, um, but it was like it was like a you had to go to this you had to go log into Fortnite and watch the event, <coughs> and then you'd see this scene happen. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> why is this? Why is this a thing? Why do I have to go to Fortnite to get explanation to another thing, or why do I have to go read a book to get explanation to this thing? That's my issue. I think I had this issue with Last Jedi. I had an argument with someone, and it's like, uh, I shouldn't have to be explained stuff in the book. The movie should explain everything that's happening. Like, yeah. the book should just be, it's like... Like a companion. A companion, not like, oh, you'll get more context, and you'll get more details in the book. It should be in the movie. <laughs> so, um, I think that's all. I have something that was really, really cringy. Oh, is it the end end? Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. So, at that the end, terrible. 
Ray goes back to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Goes to Luke's farm, mm-hmm. or the Skywalker farm. Yeah. And buries Luke's and Leia's lightsabers yeah. in fine. the sand. That's fine. All is fine. That's fine. And then she, you see that she has her own lightsaber now, which is yeah. yellow. That's cool. That was cool. That was, that was cool. Really cool. We've never cool. seen a yellow lightsaber yeah. Yeah. in the That's universe. really cool. And then some random old ladies passing by, and she's like, no one's been here for years. Who are you? She's like, I'm Ray. Ray who? Fucking looks to the side, sees Leia and Luke as ghosts, and then she goes, Ray Skywalker. Oh my God. And movie ends. Dude, own it. I would have owned it. Palpatine all the way. And that was just as bad and cringy as a fucking song of ice and fire. Here's a book I wrote. Yeah. Uh, which uh, ben, uh, ben Han Solo. Oh, yeah, as bad as that. As bad as that. Yeah. Um, Brad, did you have anything specific that we didn't bring up already? Nope, we brought it all up. Um, ultimately, I think that we like aspects of the movie. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of there was a lot of issues, uh, just like with other Star Wars movies, there were issues uh, more so than others. But I still would watch it again, just because it's entertaining. It's entertaining enough, yeah. but it's just like I'm just gonna cut man. Here we go. I just wish that um, in the future, when they eventually do another trilogy, that they uh, give it to one person, one person, yeah. and they have a clear idea where they wanted to go. I'm just glad this is the end of the Skywalker saga because. Yeah. Now we get new stories. Yes, it's true. So hopefully, so that's that. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. Old Republic, please. Uh, please. Now or just New Republic, but different characters. Or like old Sith kind of like type movies. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, those would be cool. Yeah, really. Because cool. all we've been, you know, I'd watch a movie about Carrie Russell's character. I would. There are some. It's, mm-hmm. And about like like a prequel, like with Poe, maybe. When they were, I would watch a prequel. I would watch when Paul was a spice runner yeah. and they yeah. knew each other. Like I'd watch that. Like maybe like you know like maybe they just set just one like a one off. Maybe yeah. they just like set one all up. Then yeah. that's what they all set up right there. Yeah. Uh, I would watch a a entire uh, show about Babu Frick though. I would too. Hit oh man like him machines kind of like he's just like like a pimp my ride but with like yeah robots with droids that'd be cool. Did you like the other the new droid Dio? Did you guys? He was kind barely of even heard him. Insignificant. You know who's voicing him? No, I saw it, but I don't remember. J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah, okay. he's Dio. Cool. So cool. To end the episode, I wanted to ask you guys to rank the movies. Now we've seen we have seen the last three, all. Oh shit! The entire just the episodes or also standalones. We'll include Rogue One and Solo. I want you guys to rank all the Star Wars directors right, right now. Right now, on the spot. Fuck. We will. We can pause the episode to give, give you guys a couple minutes to think, and then we will cut back, and we will read you how we rank them. My rankings. I think we talked about our favorite at least. So, uh, from the Star Wars episode, my number one is Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is my number one. Yeah. Number two, Last Jedi. Number three, A New Hope. Number four, Rogue One. Number five, Return of the Jedi. Number six, Force Awakens. Number seven, Re- Revenge of the Sith. Number eight, Solo. Number nine, Phantom Menace. Ten, Rise of Skywalker. And eleven, Attack of the Clones. That's my rankings. It's pretty good. Last bottom three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go <clears throat> Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I would then go. It's kind of a toss up here. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Return of the Jedi. 
Yeah. 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 It's a pretty safe move. Uh, I'd say my third favorite would be Revenge of the Sith, purely for the lightsaber battle. Yeah. Uh, then I'd have to go Rogue One. That's mm. pretty good. Mm. Uh, I'd then go Last Jedi. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Solo. Mm -hmm. What was that? How many is that? Um, I think I'm on the last one, right? You have two left. You have Rise of Skywalker and Attack of the Clones. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, um, Attack of the Clones and Rise of Skywalker. So, you think Rise of Skywalker is the worst yes. Star Wars movie? Yes. Okay. I will do, I will do that. Okay. I think I got mine. All right, Daniel. Hit it. Okay. So, mine goes Empire Strikes Back, obviously. Then New Hope. Obviously. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Force Awakens. Rogue One. Uh, I think that's Revenge of the Sith. You wrote it. What do you mean? I think that's because I like you. Oh, Revenge of the Sith, Last Jedi, Phantom Menace, Solo, Rise of Skywalker, and Attack of the Clones. Okay, so basically we rank Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker very low. Very low. Yeah. I put it over Phantom. I find Menace over it. Exactly. <laughs> that's saying something. That's saying something. He put but, Attack of the Clones over it. I know. That's yeah. But you know, Phantom Menace, as bad as it gets, like as bad a repetition as it gets, battles. that lightsaber duel redeems it. Pod racing is cool. Yeah. And pod racing is cool. And then Evan McGregor. Evan McGregor's great. He's the saving grace He's of the saving trilogy. grace of the trilogies. Yeah. Um, and the guy who plays Palpatine is also good in those trilogies. Too. Ian McDermott. Ian, uh, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's a ranking. Pretty much we all... All of our favorite is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, original trilogy, original trilogy ranks high. Rogue One is also a high one. Um, so that's uh, that's it. That's it for the review, and it put us to an hour. It was pretty good. Yeah. Well, we had a lot to unpack. We, we, we wanted to discuss it in depth. So. Obviously, if you're a fan, you've probably seen it. But if you're listening to this and you're wondering if. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've seen it because we spoiled a lot of the movie. So <laughs> probably the whole movie. Probably the whole, the movie, whole movie. Honestly, yeah. I don't think we left anything out. No. Um, but somehow, if you <coughs> maybe skip past Ooh. this to now, um, see, I mean, if you're a fan, see it. I mean, it's worth to watch it at least, just to judge it for yourself. Don't listen to either side. Let just judge it for yourself. Watch the movie yeah. and figure out whether you like it or not. Because I honestly, some people are gonna like it more than we did, and yeah. that's fair. So it's just up to you. It's fair. You like it? You like it's it? It's fair, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, you got it. Stop playing yourself. <laughs> Stop playing games. Um, this is the thing with with like when you're a fan of something, sometimes you're like kind of biased. But this is like the cool thing about us is that we are also critical. Yes. Like we can be critical of something. We can recognize when something is bad. Yeah. I love Star Wars. And I love yeah. Star. We all love Star we Wars. We all do. Let's yeah. say we don't. It's but just that this movie was just this movie. We didn't hit the hottest of hot. Just didn't hit trash. And writing wasn't great. Like you can be critical of something that you like because yeah. you, if it's something that you've invested your time in, mm -hmm. I feel like you have the right to be critical of something because it's like I'm invested you know, my time and money. And you can be you can be into this franchise. <laughs> Let me ask you one more, like, guys, one more hot take before we end it. What do you think ended better this year? Don't do it. Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars, nope. or Game of Thrones? <laughs> what do you think ended better between the two? They're both very controversial. They both were criticized heavily, are criticized heavily. What do you think ended better, in your personal opinion? Do we have to do this? Yes. I'm going to do it. I'll put myself out there. Star Wars did. 
You, you can't sit there and tell me. You can't sit there and think about it because there's no way Bran the Broken should be king. Star Wars did it. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you too. Yeah, exactly. I was about to, I didn't want to have to do that, but <laughs> come on, don't do this to me. Yeah, no, no, Star Wars did that better. Despite everything, it was at least Let's like. kill Daenerys. Game of Thrones was probably more rushed in writing than Very Star Wars rushed, was. Yeah. So, um, and that's it for this episode. So stay tuned. There's a couple of Christmas releases this week. We have uh, Uncut Gems Chimes, coming out. Yeah, uh, 1917 and a limited release. Limited release. Little, uh, women. little Women, Spies in Disguise. Spies in Disguise. We will have it. an Uncut Gems review. And a Little Women review from yours truly. From Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I think next week we will, I think that we will see everything that we need to see for our top 10 of 2019. Yeah. So I would say look forward to our list next week. Um, and then there will be an episode maybe a week or two after that will be dispersed in the week for our top 25 of the decade. Of the decade. So just look for that. But yeah, we will have our top 10 of 2019 for the... It'll be the first episode of the new year. For the new year. Or... Yeah. It'll yeah. be the first episode of the new year. Yes. So. No, wait. Yes. 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 Is that yes. going to be with the with the Anka Jens review? Yeah. In the same yes. episode? Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be the first episode just of 2020. Be 2020. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Brett, where can they listen? <clears throat> You can listen on iTunes at the podcast app, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Anchor, and SoundCloud, finally. Um, but did I mention that, goddammit, Spotify is one of the top podcasting apps. Give us a listen on Spotify. Yes. Follow us, too. Follow us. Follow us, too. Uh, Daniel? And you can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at anactionpod. And you can follow us all individually. You can follow me on Twitter at DRock Mountain or Instagram at DRocky Mountain. Uh, and me at Brett J. Burke on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and Twitter, I'm on at Denko89 and on Instagram at DenkoRomero89. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. And may the force be with all you all. May the force be with you. Bitches. Nah. <laughs>